Good morning. Today's scripture lesson is found in John chapter 1, verses 29 through 42. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Vicki? Let's pray. God, for dreams and visions, uh, for flesh and blood, for wine and bread, for your spirit that always promises to come, let it be so. Amen. When Richard Rohr, Franciscan friar and the leader of the Center for Action and Contemplation, leads a retreat, he often sends people out for silence in the woods and says... Now pick an artificial line in the sand or the ground, a log across the road or a certain small patch of something, and before you step over it, say to yourself, on that side, I'm going to see something very special. Just say it to yourself, and then fully expect that it's going to happen over there. And once you're convinced of that, step over. 
The stories, the stories, he says, I have heard from these retreats. People in tears sometimes saying, oh my God, it happened. It was just something laying on the ground that struck them as a symbol that they needed to know that God is among them, that they aren't alone, that something is alive and calling them into this life or into contemplation. And what they needed was that invitation or the instruction to believe that there's more to this world than what we see in front of us. I wonder what that line could be for you. What is the nudge or the reminder that this life is not a dress rehearsal, just waiting for the curtains to open for opening night that will come at another time? What is awakening you to this life is real? Was it the palette of the sky, the muted hue of pink and pale orange smeared on the black top of gray that only January can create? Maybe it's noticing how your kids have grown, the birth of a grandchild, another death, the realization how climate change is eroding this planet, a health update, what was it for you that awakens you to this life and your role in it? This is the call story of the disciples from John's Gospel. God has come down as a human and is already walking. Jesus doesn't promise these men that they will fish for people or that they must leave everything to follow. Jesus just walks by and John the Baptist says, hey, look, And then a conversation follows, and as I imagine this story in my mind, I see Jesus literally walking and talking and looking across his shoulder as he responds. He doesn't seem too concerned that the men will follow or not. He is going somewhere, and instead of explaining all the details, he just says, What are you looking for? Come and see. You see, Jesus has already crossed the threshold and invites people to come and see the world at hand because something has changed now that God is here. Think about this again for a minute. Do you believe that there's more than the alarm clock that awoke you today? the routine that you follow on some Sunday morning in January. There's more than what's written on your business card, the balance of your 401k. Do you think this invitation is for you or maybe just words on a page? I hear Jesus' words as an invitation and I really connect with Richard Rohr's wisdom. We do need to hear again and again the sign of life, the mystery of faith is right here, embedded in what we experience each day. And it is a wonder, it's an invitation to engage and an affirmation that we matter. But I also hear Jesus' words today as a command. Come and see. Come and notice 
<clears throat> what is beyond the edges of a Zoom screen, the other side of a Trax. Come and see this world as it is, the broken places, what happens when power is yielded to lavish some and oppress more. Come and see what it looks like not to have enough to eat, to be stuck in a cycle of poverty. Come and see how mental illness stifles life. And also come and see the beauty of the world and how love and simple acts of kindness can heal and build communities. And as Jesus walks each step and stretches each mile, he doesn't skip the hard stuff. He'll cross lines and neglect religious code for the well-being of life. He will teach and he will take time to rest. He will offend and he will heal, all to speak that God's kingdom is here. And it's really not good news to those who want to control, for those who can only see the now, for those who are rich and comfortable with the status quo. We will follow Jesus from now until the cross. That is where this road will take him. We take time this weekend to acknowledge the life, voice, actions, and legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, a prophet of this time who understood both the invitation and the command of Jesus' words, come and see. He peeled back the layers of American life to reveal systemic racism, the complacency of white life. He walked the streets, he was arrested, and he always invited people to dream, to envision and work for justice, empowering people to come and see. And it was never about him. Like John the Baptist, he was pointing to Jesus, the humanness of God among us, who won't stop until everyone is free. It's much more comfortable to sit in the stands away from the field to observe life and be protected from it rather than participate in it. And we as white people can do that. We can ignore racial inequity because systems and institutions, including the church, have been built to do this. But Jesus is already walking ahead. Even now his words speak, come and see. An invitation, a command, a call. And he will never stop inviting. If it's not now, it will be someday. And within this call, we are invited to see things that will open our eyes again, to meet people and learn things and realize that we do have something to offer. And we do all need to heal. And Jesus empowers us through the Spirit to invite. This might be the most powerful church, powerful tool that we have as a church to heed Jesus' call to invite others as we make our way. And this is what it is to invite, to not have it be about you, but to have it be about God, that God is up to something. I was reflecting on Mount Olivet's racial equity work since the murder of George Floyd in May of 2020, 
At that time, there was 22 people here at Mount Olivet that emailed that said, Pastor Beth, I have to do something. What is it that we will do as a church? And we had a retreat in September, and the team reviewed the timeline of the work, the small steps since May of 2020. And it has been slow and a struggle to get people's attention. It has been through the call to come and see and the personal invitation that the next thing has emerged. And the team has been working and has created a learning series over these next six weeks or so, an invitation, a conversation, just to come and learn and become more aware. And so, of course, we created a communication strategy to get the word out, engaging all the ways that we communicate here at Mount Olivet. And maybe you have heard about it, or maybe you haven't. But it has been, and it will always be, through the personal invitation that people will come to learn more about white privilege that we hold and that the burden that people of color carry in this country. You are invited today to come and see, to learn and attend one of these sessions and sit with someone that you go to church with to hear more why they are there. Jesus will never force this call upon you, but he will never stop inviting because you matter that much. The Spirit of God is among us and promises to hold you and set you free each time we gather, each time God's word is spoken, when we break bread, when we extend love for the sake of another, we have already crossed that line. So come and see. Amen.